You're listening to Keeping It Real with Janine, your guide to living an authentic, healthy life podcast. I'm Janine Strong, and every two weeks, I have a fresh conversation with inspiring, interesting, and knowledgeable people. My conversation today is with Richard Scott. Richard Scott was introduced to the human design system in 2002. You will hear a lovely British accent, which is a giveaway that he grew up in England. And I know you will enjoy listening to his voice as much as you will enjoy the information he has to share as much as I do. I think you'll find human design to be a fascinating window to understanding yourself. I used to call it astrology on steroids. (laughs) Hi, Richard. How are you? I'm doing very well today, Janine. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm so glad we're having this conversation. I I think probably most people have never even heard of human design. And it's such a valuable tool that um, I've been wanting to have you on for a while to talk about it. So thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a powerful tool, yeah. So how about starting with what is human design? (laughs) <laughs> I, I knew that would be the first question. I always struggle with this. Um, I don't. I don't have an uh, like a traditional elevator speech. Uh-huh. Um, but I was. I was thinking about it. In fact, on my way to to have this podcast with you today, I thought you know, you could say human design is about energy. Um, th- that's how I understand it. It's about your. You could say your internal feng shui. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. How how does how does the energy inside us uh, work most harmoniously? Um, children have this straight from birth. If you look at the the birth chart, and we'll we'll talk about that more, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. If you look at the the birth child of a child and you and you watch that child in action you're going to see they're living their their Tao, their harmony mm-hmm. um then we know society comes in puts a little pressure this way or that way and our caregivers and what have you and that draws us a little bit away from our design sometimes a long way away i know that's arguably the case in you know in my case mm-hmm. um so yeah, I think it's about about aligning oneself harmoniously inside with the the life force we've personally been given, rather than a, a generic template. Mm-hmm. So, so then once you find that inner harmony, you tend to the outer circumstances of your life flow a little easier. Relationships get easier. Health becomes less of a challenge, and so on. So, how did you how did you hear about human design? How did you come in contact with it? Uh, actually, it was my mum. There, there's a great, um, like a mind, body, spirit magazine. We'd say in England, mm-hmm. um, Kindred Spirit. Um, interestingly, the director of that 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 magazine, he he gave the magazine away to fully study human design. Richard Beaumont is his name. He's the director of human design in the UK now. Um, so he, he looked into all these different esoteric systems and, uh, he used the magazine to explore them and to, to share that information out to everybody else. And my mom, I guess, was thumbing through a copy one day, came across it. Um, she's very instinctive by nature, very intuitive. 
And she, she just, she said, I don't know why, but you know, I need to go study this or I need to meet the man. I need to go to this course. I need to meet the man who's running this course. And that from what I can tell, the advert wasn't particularly descriptive, but something inside of her resonated and she, she went for it. And she was only going for one day, if I remember correctly, one day to Newcastle. And then every night she'd ring home, Hey, you know, I'm staying. I can't come <laughs> home yet. <laughs> she got hooked. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she came home buzzing when, after those five days she ended up staying for, she came home buzzing and then, yeah, and that was it. Then the whole family, we all had our charts done so we could understand ourselves a bit better. And I'd never been to uni. So my parents said, well, look, you know, uh, you didn't go to university. So how about we support you in kind of your further education with human design? And it, and it, you know, it was the, the right thing at the right time, I guess you could say. Interesting. I know that astrology is part of it. Um, the I Ching is yeah. a part of it because it seems to me that it pulls together. One of the things I like about it is that it pulls together so many modalities. Yeah. Yeah. They say it's like uh, the true Aquarian age synthesis. Mm -hmm. So we've, you know, you have, as you say, the astrology's in there. You have the I Ching in there. You have the Kabbalah. Um, the the tree of life, and um, then you also have uh, like the the chakra system from the the Hindu understanding, from the yogic understanding, the the chakra system. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, you have those those four, if you like, coming together. Would you like to tell the story of how this all got pulled together by the sure. creator? Yeah, absolutely. He. Um, the, I'm sure he, he's now passed. His name, uh, his name was Ra Uruhu. That was the name he, he was given, if you like, after the, after the mystical experience he had for eight days and nights on the island of Ibiza. Mm -hmm. um, Ibiza. So, actually, if you, if you really want to know the story, you could, you could Google the movie. There's a, there's a movie that was created, um, and it was called, I think it's called Encounter. Mm. Um, Ra Uruhu, R A U R U H U, counter. I'm writing um, that down. It's a it's an interesting watch, really. I wonder if it's on YouTube. Uh, possibly, yeah, possibly. <laughs> I think I think it got released. I think it got released initially. The idea, as far as I understand, was it would, you know, maybe it would be sold as a screening, and it seemed like there were maybe some copyright issues or something wasn't quite working. So Ra just released it publicly. Okay, everybody can have it for free, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, if I can find it on the internet, I'll have a link to it uh, on the podcast website. Ah, yeah. So, I mean, that 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 would uh, obviously Ra could tell the story much better than I could. But from what I understand, 1987, um, he he kind of he kind of pointed towards a supernova. 1987A, when a star exploded, the the planet got saturated with more uh, neutrino or stellar information than than we're used to. Mm -hmm. So. Maybe I should have said this when we were pulling together the, the different elements of the system. There's also a scientific element to it that, um, and actually, this is why I never personally felt drawn to astrology because I couldn't make the leap from scientific understanding over to uh, something a little more abstract, a bit more esoteric. Mm -hmm. But when human design came around, Ra said that the, the, 
the way it works, or the way, if you like, astrology works or human design works, is that we're imprinted through the through the breath of the stars. The stars are breathing neutrinos, these like infinitesimally small particles. Billions per second pass through every square inch. It might even be in the order of trillions. And that these are, uh, are traveling at near to the speed of light. So as they pass through a planet, they pick up a quality. So, you know, pass through Mars, pick up a quality of Mars. And then depending upon where Mars was in the sky, you know, we know if it were in Leo, for example, okay, it would, it would take on the quality of Leo. Well, in human design, we use the 64. So I, I just went off on a little bit of tangent there, but I feel that was that was worth knowing. Oh, yeah. No, that's great. So, yeah, Ra had this mystical experience. He, he as far as I understand, he was an entrepreneur and uh, he was a lecturer. Um, from Canada originally, he said he said that his life pretty much deconstructed. He left everything behind. I think he was listed as a missing person um, because he didn't quite know what was happening to him. And when you see his chart, you know, when you see his nature, you can see that he was built to to leap into the unknown like this. So so off he goes. He found himself in Amsterdam and via Amsterdam to Ibiza, and then ended up living in a. A ruina, they call them, just like a, a very simple stone shack, you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, he came home one night with he. He said he had a dog that was fairly wild. It was a wild dog. No one else could really, you know, get get near to this dog. But the dog sensed as it came up to the door. Ah, this. Excuse me. There's a detail I missed. The light was on in the ruina. He had a like a candle light or an oil burning light, and he and the light was on. But Ra had the only key. And uh, and he had locked that door on the way out, so it didn't make sense that that light should be on because he he wouldn't have left it on. Mm-hmm. So that that alerted them both to begin with the dog and himself, and then and then the dog, I, from what I understand, kind of cowered down. This dog that was fearless, you know, wasn't afraid of anybody. So this dog now cowers down, and and I think Ra said as he passed the threshold of the the property, you know, turned the turned the key, stepped into the ruin. As he passed the threshold, he was gripped by something and a voice spoke to him and uh he goes into quite graphic detail about how the you know sweat just poured out of his body instantly the the pools of sweat were lying on the floor and he was gripped and held in this kind of as he said quite a violent state for eight days and nights and you think he said the only time it wasn't extremely painful was when the voice was speaking to him and downloading this stuff um yeah, yeah, it's quite a quite an extreme story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't you don't have to believe that, obviously. Um, and and I, in my early days with human design, I would hesitate to tell someone that because the the system for me is so accurate. I didn't want to put them off with a you know a story that may or may not be to their taste. Mm-hmm. So then he thought he'd gone mad. So he he got this download of information. He thought he'd gone mad. And from what I understand, he, he burnt most of the information he was given, but came back to it after a year for some reason, started to pick up the pieces, uh, look at it. Oh, someone encouraged him. That's what I remember. There was someone else involved who encouraged him. Hey, you know, what happened there? What was that? There were the Osho, you know, um, Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh. There mm-hmm. were a lot of sannyasins on the island of ibiza and i think they took him in and they probably had a sense of what happened he'd had this mystical experience they don't call it channeling it's more like a downloading he was Mm -hmm. seeded with this information um and then apparently he started to play with the information 
and see what was going on and it started to make sense and yeah and then it just grew and I guess yeah that was 1987 so however many years we are from there is that 31 something like that have to think <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> sorry to put you on the spot you did, yeah right you did put me on where's my calculator um <laughs> it's it's such a fascinating story and there are some points that you just revealed that I didn't remember knowing about it so um I mean were you the person who introduced me to human design you must have been uh there. I think it was I think it was me and then I think you studied with was it Tito yep yep and then there were there was another woman um I can't remember her Kathy. name right now. Yeah, Kathy. Right. Thank yeah. you. I yeah. studied with her. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But it just made so much sense to me. It's so all-encompassing. So tell us a little bit about then a, a chart. Like uh -huh. what, does, what does a chart look like? And then maybe we can get into generators and projectors and right. their qualities. Yeah, for sure. So the first thing when you see your chart <laughs> most people's initial reaction is confusion whoa what do all these numbers and symbols mean uh what's what's this why is it so open why am i so colored in so so if you do have your chart this is for your listeners if you do have your chart created at some point don't be overwhelmed please by the by the mass of information that it's really it really is simple and most of that most of those numbers and symbols you don't need to know a chart's going to come back and you're going to have two lists of numbers in your chart. You're going to have a black list of numbers and this forms your conscious nature and is the, the positions of the planets at the time you were born around the, well, we use the astrological wheel to fix our positions, but instead of using 12 positions, the 12 signs of the zodiac, we use the 64 hexagrams of the I Ching. Mm -hmm. So you have those, uh, a list of numbers down the right-hand side in black. And you also have a list of numbers in red on the left-hand side. Um, the left-hand side numbers, they're the positions of the planets approximately three months before you're born. And they form your unconscious nature. Uh, to be specific, it's, it's 88 degrees of solar arc before you were born. Um, but, you know, that's, that's just a detail. Mm -hmm. then in the center of a graph you're going to have nine centers and you'll have 36 channels and this is known as the body graph the bit in the center and what are channels channels are how do you say they are the connection of life force between two centers mm -hmm. And they all have a different quality, a different flavor, a different name. So the name gives you an indication as to as to what that means mm -hmm. and, and then how that's going to live out in your life. So in 1% of the charts that we'll see, none of those centers will be colored in. None of the channels will be colored in. Um, but in 99%, the remaining 99%, you're going to have at least one channel and two centers colored in, at least you know, there may be many more. Some people will have not all nine centers colored in. And what does that what does that mean, whether a center is colored in or not? Mm, great question. Mm -hmm. Well, if you if you have an what's known as uh, like a, a receptive or open or white center, then or undefined center, you might hear as well. Mm -hmm. It means that you're receptive to the energy of someone who might have that center colored in. Mm hmm. So I can give you a for example, 50% of, of the planet are emotional by nature. 
uh, 50% of the planet aren't. Hmm. Okay. So it doesn't doesn't mean that you don't feel if you're uh, you know if you're an if you're open or undefined emotionally. It just means you're you're much more receptive to the emotions of the people that are around you. And if you have your chart done, you see you have a white emotional center. You you probably already know that. You already know how how sensitive you are to the emotions of others. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So so a person who has an undefined emotional center, <clears throat> excuse me, is is more likely to be affected by other people's emotions than someone yeah. who's defined? Yeah, yeah, I would say so, Janine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then, and then we, you know, we would take that a step further, and we'd say, not only do you take in that coloring of someone else, not only do you take in the emotions that they're experiencing, so it makes you a real good empath. You can, mm-hmm. you can really sense what's happening in someone else. Not only do you take that in, but you also amplify it. Oh. So, yeah. Interesting. I mean, I think this is really important because, you know, some of us are seem to be like too sensitive and uh, and other people can define us that way. Oh, you're too sensitive. But you're, what you're giving here is is an understanding, a reason for why that might be. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very possibly. Very, very possibly. Um, you'd, you'd have to look at a couple of other things in your nature, but but for sure, I can I can speak for for myself. There are four primary motors in the body. Uh, we have the sacral energy, um, the life force energy. We have the root energy. We have the willpower. This is an interesting one. Um, only thirty percent of the people on the planet have consistent access to willpower inside of us. Mm. So seventy percent of us don't. But we're told to, you know, go make that life your own. Go out there and make it happen. You, you will it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, each of these centers have biological associations. So, you know, if you're, if you're putting an undefined, an open will center under the pressure to go out there and uh, make something, will it to happen? Well, you may not have access to that power all of the time. So, so then, you know, we end up finding out that heart disease is like the biggest killer in the Western world. Not to get too, I don't want to take it too dark, but you know, these are, this may be why these things are happening. Interesting. So I think what I hear you saying is that someone who doesn't naturally have that will, if uh, uh, your human design chart was done for, say, say for the coming year, there may be uh, aspects or things happening during the year where that will might be there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Invariably, you're going to have an activation. So from mm-hmm. these from the positions of the planets, as I say, at time of birth and three months before, there'll be an a- there'll be an activation most likely pointing towards your will center. And then when a planet comes around, it can activate the other end. And here's the here's the trippy thing where it where it becomes very, very real for people. You can have a look at the ephemeris, which tells you the the movements of the planets, and they're predictable, so we know what's coming up. Mm-hmm. You can have a have a look in your chart, and you can see, hey, uh, okay, I've got this activation is hanging here. You can see a planet and watch it move in. You know, you can time it to the second, literally, and you can feel, you can have a physical experience in your body of of a planet changing your energy. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Um, 
Now, what about <laughs> another person too? Because I know, like, I, if I recall correctly, I should have uh, had my chart in front of me for this. Um, is that I have a lot of hanging? Uh, what's the term when a channel isn't complete? Hanging. Yeah, hanging gates. Hanging yeah. gates, right? For the at the throat. And uh -huh. I know a lot of times I'm just quiet. I don't say anything when I'm around people. But then I can be around other people, and I'm like Miss Chatty Kathy. <laughs> and I and knowing you know human design, I often think, Wow, you must be you must be connecting me up here <laughs> yeah. in, yeah. in in my my throat center because I just can't stop talking. Yeah, you yeah you're really being hooked up. That's a hundred percent. If you don't mind me sharing, Janine. No, please. Uh, you you're what's known as the generator type right. we 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 mentioned that we would get into types at some point so you have a lot of power in your body and this this you know it has this kind of empowering sense that's feeding into your sense of who you are into your sense of love and uh you know it's all, everything in human design is looking to get into the throat either as uh like a like a material manifestation so we create something or vocal vocal manifestation we we speak so it's generally one or the other you're either doing something with that energy internally to to bring a form into the world or or translating that into the form of speech mm -hmm. and so you know you have all of that power someone hooks up your throat which is undefined in you mm -hmm. and then all of this power then is able to express through you either as language or action Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I need either either astrologically a connection or another person who can connect with me with their chart. Yeah, I I would say I would say that each individual uh, is empowered and can stand empowered in their own in their own sense okay. as themselves and in a way not that we you know the. We're not dependent upon each other. Let's let's say it like that. We don't need to be codependent, which sometimes sometimes can happen in human design. You know, you can say, "Oh, well, I found out I was a split definition, so I need lots of other people in my life." No, those other people just give you different uh, access to different aspects of yourself. Having a defined throat around for you all of the time, someone with a defined throat, might be just a little bit too much. You know, mm -hmm. because you're. Your natural state, as you say, is silence and, and being a peaceful person doesn't mean you can't be busy. You just you just become someone different when you have access to a, a hooked up throat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're talking about defined and undefined centers. Mm. So how does that how does that affect us on a, a real life, you know, day to day level? Mm. Really, really good question. Let's see. So, because we because we take this power in, because we're taking this energy in all of the time from around us into our undefined centers, let's say. Mm -hmm. So the vast majority of people will have an undefined center, uh, and you're and you're taking that information in all of the time. There's mm -hmm. if you're aligned to yourself, and this is the whole purpose, I guess, of this system is that you you you're aligned to yourself. Uh, and you follow your own inner nature, you know, you come back to that harmonious inner place. Well, what can happen is the the undefined centers can be a little bit distorting. So let me, I'll use myself as an example. Mm -hmm. I have an open emotional system. I have an open root center. 
I have an open will center. I have an open sacral center. I have an open spleen center and I have an open crown. Wow. So that's a lot. <laughs> it's, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's where all the confusion has come from in my life. Mm -hmm. So with an open route, if I'm not aware of that, someone could put me under the pressure. They could put me under pressure physically when I, you know, when I stand next to someone who has a defined route or a colored in route, a route that's become colored in by the positions of the planets, uh, they, they will put that energy into me. Now I can, that can either be for a positive thing, you know, it can be uplifting and I can move forward in my life. I can use that energy to, to motivate me into action. The route is about adrenaline and, um, not really stress. Don't they say there are two types of stress, you stress and distress. So I, I have a choice then how I'm going, how am I going to use that? Am I going to use that in a distressing way? Am I going to really be in a hurry now because they put me under that pressure and I'm, you know, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm using an energy that's not really for me and it's, uh, you know, it's quite destabilizing and wow, and I get to the end of the day and that person then is out of my aura, if you like, out of, we're out of each other's energy fields and wow, I don't understand why my adrenals are fatigued and why I'm, you know, why I'm exhausted mm -hmm. or, if I know what's happening there, I can, ah, I can feel, I can feel that that, that person, I don't need to see their chart because I know I can feel they're putting me under that pressure. Okay. This person has a defined route and, uh, you know, I can choose then with awareness to respond to that or not. What about the, uh, some of the other centers that are open? How does that, because it seems like, so, so when the, when centers are open, those centers, those energies, you're, it sounds to me, to, and tell me if I'm wrong, but that you're, you have a, a likelihood to be more susceptible to other people's energy. Very definitely. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, let me, let me, another real world example, the mm -hmm. undefined will center. So 70% of the people listening now have an undefined will center, just, you know, just by the just by the basic numbers mm -hmm. if you have an undefined will like i do um it's easy to feel or to not know your own value mm. so the will center is about how we value things okay. those with a defined will center just have a uh, a natural sense of they are valuable is mine defined uh, or undefined you have an undefined you have an undefined will center hmm. okay um now it, you know depending upon how we were raised and our conditioning it, it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be like that you know if you if you're raised in a in a, in a loving household doesn't matter what your parents designs are if if they if they can hold themselves in a loving space and you in a loving space doesn't it doesn't matter but most of us well at least in my experience most of us weren't fortunate enough to have that no matter our parents did the best they could for us it, it didn't work out like that mm -hmm. you know or or school you know the schooling system maybe hits you off kilter and wow things happen and you know maybe there weren't conscious parents around to to encourage you into therapy maybe or you, you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it sounds to me like uh the concept of do you know the concept of epigenetics yeah, is that Bruce Lipton? Um, I'm not sure, but I know the the idea of epigenetics is that your your genetic makeup 
is actually, I don't know if I want to use the word altered, but it can be shaped by your environment uh -huh. and, and, the, and your experiences. Yes. So it sounds like you're saying the same thing here. Uh, well, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna take me down an entirely different avenue here, and I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to confuse your listeners. Um, we're at we're at a crossroads, and there's a whole there's a whole other system where that epigenetics information comes in. Mm -hmm. uh, will we go there, Janine? Uh, it's up to you, my dear. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, then I, I feel we should. I feel we should. I mean, if it comes up, yeah. If it comes up, I think we should follow the thread. Okay. Well, then. So this system, then, as I say, was created by Ra, and uh, and there was a guy called Richard Rudd. Is a guy called Richard Rudd. He still exists. He's very much alive. He um, he lived his design. So the mm. the promise with human design is that you know you live your you live your design for. Um, seven years and then after those seven years all of the cells that are going to be changed in your biology now have been changed and you've been reminded of your your true nature who you really are you've been you know you've been feeding that information back in and back in and back in and constantly reminding yourself of who you are the conditioning drops away and then you become your true self well mm, fascinating Richard, you could say, uh, is an example, and he has it in his design, to be a role model, to be an example. Richard is an example of someone who has lived his design, and I heard him say just recently that, that it helped him find his own rhythm. Um, he has an energy of needing to find a, a fixed and regular rhythm that works for him, and then that that begins to affect the life force energy in him and a whole new a whole new understanding from human design then has branched out of him living that that information and and lots of his other studies as well to you know to give him his full respect he, he he's a poet by nature he studied uh, language english language and literature he went on his own mystical journey around the world and studied with some of the you know the world's greatest teachers and then from his human design understandings and investigations, out came this whole other thing called the gene keys. I don't know if you're mm -hmm. familiar with those, Janine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I am. Know, you know about the gene keys, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and there Richard really talks about epigenetics. Epigenetics isn't spoken so much about in human design. Um, if, you, if you refer to the specific human design literature, they'll tend to say, this is how you are, this is how it is, you're fixed from birth, and that's kind of it. And then Richard, Richard's kind of saying, well, you might have a fixed nature by birth, there might be specific channels that are there in you, but there's a spectrum of consciousness within which you can move. So you could personally experience the, the shadow state of your, of your inherited or given uh, incarnation, or you could experience the gift level of that, or as he calls it, you could experience the divine level, the the Siddic level. Mm -hmm. um, and he's very big on attitude. He he says that your you know your attitude determines your altitude, how how far you're going to move <laughs> up in that frequency. <laughs> I love that. I love that. See, that makes sense to me. That that really does, um, because I I have 
always had a bit of a, a problem with the idea that everything's just fixed and that's it. Tough yeah. luck. Yeah. 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 It does. It's not very inspiring for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, in fact, I'm pretty sure I, I have a book on the Jane Keys. So, interesting. We've talked about channels a lot. Mm -hmm. Let, let's, if you can describe a little bit about what a channel is and, and what that means, whether you have a channel, um, like I know I have the channel of discovery, and that's a channel that I have. Can, can you explain to people a little bit about channels and, and how that works? Absolutely. So I'll, I'll, use, I'll use that channel that you just mentioned there um, as, an okay. as an example to, to illustrate. So the channel is made up of uh, two what are known as gates. So you mm -hmm. have a gate at either end of the channel, and the gates become active by the positions of those planets. And the gates are attached to centers, right? That's, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, okay. exactly that. So, so when we look at your chart, uh, you have, you have the, the 29 is active. Uh, and the 29 is one of those 64 energies from the I Ching. And anybody who knows the I Ching will know that the 29 is, uh, actually, they call it the abysmal. It's about saying yes to something, saying yes to life. And then kind of getting lost maybe for a while because you've said yes to something. Well, I don't, I don't quite know where this discovery is going, but I have said yes to it and I stay committed to it. 29 is about the energy of, of being committed. Uh, the other end of that channel then that you have is the 46 and that's about the love of the body. So, so you know, you've said yes to the journey you have the 29 is in the sacral center, which is the energy of vitality or the life force. So by saying yes, it feeds that energy through the 29 into the experience of loving the body here and now. And and that's it really. You know, if if we could all be there, if if we could all follow your example and and love our bodies in the now, then you know, we empower ourselves to to head in our own direction. Mm-hmm. What channels do you have? I have the what's known as the one eight, which runs from that diamond, uh, the self center to the mm -hmm. to the throat center. Mm -hmm. And I have another channel, the seventeen sixty two, the channel of the if you like the design of an organizational being. Mm -hmm. Um so the channel of inspiration, the design of the creative role model, the one eight. And uh, yeah, and the design of the organizational being. Mm -hmm. So, how have those channels served you or not served you? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I can I can straight up say my mind wants to control everything. It's mm -hmm. uh, is a is a kind of a logical mind that I have, and it can see the big picture and it wants to have all the details sorted. And if my body doesn't feel safe, then my mind wants to get in there and oh, I want to I want to have it all planned and and worked out. And then I can start trying to control my life, you know, from the mental level rather than just letting it happen. Mm -hmm. um, how has my mind How has my mind served me well? Um, yeah, I. Yeah, I guess I, I don't I don't find it hard to understand anything. If I've got a good teacher, I can pretty much understand anything I want to. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, my one eight channel, the one eight. Well, you know, if you have a if you have a connection from the the self center, what they call the G center in human design, to the throat, you can be a little susceptible to to your voice being criticized mm-hmm. because your voice comes from your sense of identity. You know, when you speak, it, your words aren't just they wouldn't be like the words from my mind. The, the the words they have a different kind of tonal quality so when they come from my g when they come out of my sense of self it, i guess it serves me well because i can help people i can direct them and they can hear there's a sense of authority as i speak wow you know he's speaking from his sense of who he is mm-hmm. but but then if that's criticized or you know it can be a bit sensitive to to oh you know it's quite painful when my words are um rejected or criticized um yeah yeah, I think it's my openness that has caused me more trouble than than my defined channels. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. In what way? Well, like I say, the I have the four open motors: the the will, the emotions are considered a motor because you know the passion can drive us forward, or the desire can drive us forward. The roots the root center, the, the sacral center for vitality, um, having those four open and living in a house where all of those four were defined as a, as a child. I looked mm-hmm. to, look to my dad. Okay. I've got to be like him. You know, this is what a man is. This is my, this is my, uh, role model. But you see my dad's design and mine, they're nothing, they're nothing alike. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So I tried all of my life really to to and here you go here's the undefined will center in me not knowing my own value i tried all my life to prove that i was a man but mm. I, I didn't have the energy capacity to be a man like my father and psychologically somewhere i knew that all the time this you know uh, i'm faking this <laughs> i haven't uh-huh. i haven't really got the energy to back this up um got it. yeah emotional center uh, so if you have an open emotional center, you cannot always be particularly happy with confrontation mm, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, or truth. You know, you don't want to face the truth. And this, this Janine, this still, this still gets me to this day. I, uh, I've successfully managed to avoid myself <laughs> <laughs> for, for most of my life. Well, all of my life, I've had periods of, you know, true self-reflective honesty but uh, part of my reluctance or hesitation to come and come and speak about human design is I'm like, I still feel like a fraud. If I'm on, you know, if I'm 100 percent honest about it, I've I studied it for 16 years, but I'm still I'm still healing. I'm still discovering myself. I'm still finding out what it means to. I'm not you know, I'm not I haven't mastered it, if you like. I haven't mastered myself. So, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and maybe maybe that's not the point maybe the point is the process as opposed to the end goal i don't know i'm just you could you could well be right but my my undefined will center doesn't want to give me an easy enough time with that <laughs> <laughs> no i've got to prove myself <laughs> oh gosh so okay so there are three categories there's generator yeah. projector and reflector how about let's talk about those because everyone is one of those right 
Uh, yeah, actually, there you could say there are four types because you've got the manifester as well. Oh, right, right, right. I forgot about the manifester. Sorry. Okay. That's okay. Um, and then maybe there's a fifth type, um, which the is... Manifesting generator? You got it. You got it. Yeah. But... But it's nice to if you if if someone is a manifesting generator, it's it's nice to um, it's nice to maybe tell them they're a generator because it, it life works a bit better if they if they live the generator way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, yeah yeah you've got one percent which are reflectors. They're the people that have the entire chart open they have none of the centers colored in so everything for them in life is conditioning every person that walks into their space the reflector is taking a little sample of of them they're they're having a little taste of who they are i i do have definition i have centers colored in and so i don't know what it's like to be a reflector um but from what i understand they they can read everybody really well uh Mm -hmm. And the reflector is looking for a surprise because nothing's really new to them. They've tasted everything by the time, you know, they're 12. They've met everybody. They've had an experience vicariously through other people's energy of everything life can be. Um, If you have a big, big attachment to the moon or a a big pull to the moon, you could well be a reflector. One percent of the population. And that's not a very big percentage, but. I mean, I was surprised. I think I had, I had like three or four reflectors around me at one time. And quite <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. So okay, so that's that's one percent. So I believe, if I remember correctly, the generator is actually the biggest percentage. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you bundle the generator and the manifesting generator together, they're about seventy percent of the world. Mm-hmm. And it's roughly 50-50, 35%, 35% for the generators. Um, you, you are a generator, Janine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that noise, actually, you just made that, that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that, <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Because that's, the, that's the, the reflexive power of the, of the sacral, your energy, your vitality speaking. And, and mm-hmm is yes, is an, is an affirmation, is an affirmative, mm-hmm. And that feeds perfectly into your channel of discovery that that works through the 29th energy, the energy of saying yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, come on, Richard, let's keep going down this avenue (laughs) because, you know, (laughs) my energy is available for this avenue. And and actually what it tells you is there is discovery potential down here. If we keep moving down this avenue, there's the potential for discovery. And and here's the thing, you know. We complain, we complain and we don't necessarily like the way the world is and we don't necessarily, we're not 100% happy with the leaders we have around, the decisions they're making. The generators own the power on the planet, whichever way we like looking at it. Generators have the life force within them and if they down tools and they just say, well, we're not working, nothing gets done, you know. Mm. If, if we look at it the other way, if we can wake the generators up and say, hey, look, if we align you to your true power, if we can put you in touch with that, or you can discover that yourself, you're only you're only getting in touch with the force of life, and life wants us to thrive. You know, we it, if you consider yourself an oak tree, whatever whatever tree or plant or animal that you like, you look you look at any animal in nature, 
uh, I, as you always used to marvel, I was marvel at this. You can't tell the age of a wild animal once it's gone past its, you know, its birth stage and it's come into adulthood. You, you just can't age that animal until the right at the end of its life and it has a quick decline. Yeah. But, but human beings, you know, we, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we know. And I, and I don't think it's, I include, I include myself in that, you know, my, my openness has sent me down some avenues that have damaged my health and I've had to, mm-hmm. wow, you know, how do I get out of that conditioning? Because I'm aging faster than I'd like. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think it's meant to be like that. I think we're meant to live with that um that joyous vitality the particularly the generators and if the generators have it right because because generators and and i include manifesting generators with this because that 70 percent of the population set the tone for the rest of us everybody everybody would be in in the blissed out environment that we all want to be in and yeah I, i it it always comes back to this for me if we can align people, if I can play my part and align people to their power inside their body, all I'm all I'm putting them in touch with is the is the same power that germinates a seed or or allows an oak tree to develop and stand there for you know five hundred a thousand years. That that strength and power and the vitality of life that's coming through a generator and the, and then the contribution you can make is tremendous when you see someone like yourself, Janine, who, when you have a, you have a passion and that vitality is going somewhere and it's, and it's focused in, well, for you in, in discovery, it's, uh, yeah, it's an awesome sight. I never used to like it cause I used to think I needed to be that cause my dad's a generator and I needed to, mm. you know, and it, I used to feel a bit jealous that I knew I didn't have that. But when you, now I, and this is the beauty of knowing your design. You can you can step back and appreciate the beauty of other people. You don't have to, you know, oh, well, I want what they want, or I'll copy their life because they seem to have it together. No, no, no. Live, live your own life. Be everything you can be, and and then it and then life feels like, wow, this is it. This is uh, I'm living the life I was meant to live, and I know it because I can feel it in my bones. Mm. Um, and you know what you're saying right now it sounds like really this is the benefit of knowing your human design and having someone help you to understand it a hundred percent yeah that's i mean that's the potential that's the potential and i'm not i'm not going to lie it's not an easy path uh it, you know coming back from that conditioning i, I don't know uh, the majority of your listeners, I don't know if they're on their own healing paths and uh, consciousness paths and and open themselves up to, you know, to shedding that conditioning. It's it's not an easy path, but it is the hero's quest or the the heroine's quest. You know, it is it is the the searching for the uh, the holy grail. It is is to find to find ourselves, isn't it? The mm-hmm. that that inner that inner gold, that inner richness that that we all have with inside us. Um, but you know, uh, if we can, if we can get it to children, if you have children in your life, and you know, you can have a look at their design. They don't have to go through that. They can, they can tap into that vitality. For example, if they're a, a generator, and and you can find something that's absorbing from them for them from day one, and then they get to live their real mastery because they'll have, you know, if they're lucky, seventy, eighty, ninety, a hundred years of of never being disconnected from, from their connection to life. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
so valuable. Wow. So the next one then would be a manifester. Yeah, we can we can go manifester. So okay. um, the thing that makes a generator a generator is you have that life force colored in. If you're a manifester, you have one of the other three motors at least. The the life force obviously the sacral is one of those uh, is one of those motors. If you're a manifester, you have at least one of the other motors: the root, the emotions, or the will. You could have all three. You could have two of them. You could have just one of them. Okay. And, and that that power source then is directly connected to the throat. Mm. So you have the power to initiate instantly. You can you can make power happen. Whereas yourself, Janine, in contrast, is better if if you're asked questions so that we get to hear what your power says. And you know we had that example earlier on. Whereas mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that would mm. all that all that noise there. That's a that's a mm, yeah. <laughs> I hope you don't mind me pointing that out. No, no, no. I think it's I, I find it rather amusing. <laughs> so that that's your power saying yes. Well, the manifester in a way doesn't need that. They can feel a little more lone wolf, a little more independent. Um, the name the name manifester is a is maybe a, a little um, hmm. By implication, it suggests the other types can't manifest or don't manifest. So, so maybe if you think of a manifester as an initiator, the, mm, okay. the yeah, everybody can manifest. They just have a different way of doing it. Um, you, if you think of a manifester, they're initiating. They've got power connected directly to the throat. They can get into action straight away. And okay. how can we say? Oh, so we have aura types here as well. This is worth mentioning, aura okay. types. The generator has a big enveloping aura, and you kind of get pulled into a hug or an embrace. The, you can feel it kind of come over you when a, when a generator's in the room, if you're not a generator. The manifester has kind of a, a little bit of a repelling aura. It's a little bit closed, and it's mm. kind of saying to people, oh, keep out of my way. I'm an independent action person here, and, uh, you know, I need I need the freedom to act, and that's what manifestors love. They love freedom. They they're looking for peace. Manifestors are looking for peace. Generators, by the way, are looking for satisfaction or fulfillment. They want to be saying mmm all day long. You know, <laughs> <laughs> every moment can be a can be a, a an orgasmic moment. You know, it's, it might be a mini one, but it is a release of the sexual energy. Just a little a little release in the right direction. Ah, that's satisfying. Ah, that's satisfying. All day, every day, all day, every day, and the aura expands, and the power expands, and the fulfillment increases. So the manifester is looking to, they want to find peace within themselves. Naturally, they look to the outside world, but but the real peace is to be found, obviously, within inside themselves. Mm-hmm. And if we think of energy flow and harmony... Uh, the manifester just needs to find a way to release that power into the world resistance-free. That's all they want. Um, Again, children, if you know you've got manifester children, try and give them as much free reign as possible. They're going to do things that generator children or projector or reflector children won't do. Manifester children, Ra, the guy who started this system or had it revealed to him, said he was, I think he was like three years old, let himself out the front door because he knew how to, wandered into the woods behind the back of his house, and he knew he was okay, but his mum was freaking out because, you know, it's night time, she doesn't know where her son is, the police were out, everybody was out looking for him, and he was just... 
<laughs> just happy in the woods. Um, so manifestors need freedom. Uh, if you're, if you find out you're a manifester, um, sometimes it can be about reowning that power and, and having, having another go because a lot of manifestors will just shut that power down and they won't, and they won't use it because they're, they're used to people getting angry, uh, and, and putting up resistance to the, to the free movement of their energy, be mm -hmm. you know, or being told no as a child, you know, uh, they, they've been told no a lot. So they, they stop, they start behaving and manifestors are not meant to behave. You know, they're meant to break the rules. They're meant to do things that go places, initiate things that, that no one else would really feel to do because they're, mm -hmm. they're our starters. I'm just thinking of who I think is probably a manifester. Um, <laughs> I guess I should do that chart. Um, interesting. So are you a manifester? I'm a projector, actually. You're, oh, you're a projector. Okay. So yeah. let's go to projectors. Okay. Then. So projectors don't have the, the sacral color uh, center colored in. So they don't, projectors don't have that power center available to them. Um, mm -hmm. Well, not not consistently, you know. They have life force, they have available life force to them, but they have to maybe be a little more um, conscious of how they use their energy. And also projectors can have those motors that we spoke about, the, the root, the emotions and the will, but they, if they do have those motors colored in, they won't make a direct connection to the throat because that would make them a manifester. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, so projectors are here as the guides particularly the guides for generators every generator or manifesting generator chart you you come into you see it's going to have that red square colored in every projector chart you see will have that square open so we know that if you have an open center you're you're receptive to the to the energy that's being given to you through that defined center mm -hmm. so projectors make great guides for generators and manifesting generators manifestors tend not to ask for guidance because they you know they're they have their own power they know what they're doing they know where they're going so it's mostly projectors and generators and this is kind of the new supposed to be the new the new humanity so manifestors used to run the show they're dropping away a bit and now it's generators they say if you if you find out you're a a manifester in this lifetime then you really have to this could be your if you believe in reincarnation this could be your last life as a as a manifester or you know you could be closing the cycle for manifestors so so really live it make the impact that a manifester is designed to have mm -hmm. projectors want to uh they want success and when they don't get it they end up being a little bitter and and because i am one i can yeah, I can I can speak quite honestly about that. It, yeah, you you're looking to be recognised by people for your capacities, not just anything. You want mm -hmm. to be recognised. Those channels you asked me that I have, so the seventeen sixty two and the one eight. If people if people see those energies in me, and if you're a projector, if you find out you're a projector, then uh, find out what defined channels you have, and then think about the people in your life who recognise those energies in you, and. And notice how smooth those relationships are. And then think about those other people who don't see those qualities and, you know, how, how 
um, difficult those relationships can be. They can they can be transformed. Of course, you can you know you can stop playing the games down those avenues, and people will learn that okay, you're not you know you're not behaving the way I'm used to you behaving um, as the conditioning drops away. Mm-hmm. Well, sage advice. Thank you for <laughs> all those projectors out there. <clears throat> And then we have the reflector. Yeah, like I say, um, reflectors. I can't, I can't tell you too much about that, because, because I'm not one. So I, I have something that, I'm only going to see myself in a reflector. They say, if you have a reflector and you were lucky enough to say three or four you had in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They say we can fall in love with ourselves because all you see in the reflector is. An, an aspect of yourself mm, yeah and the reflector knows that they they know you know they they know that you're projecting onto them for example as as i've done yeah and i, I can think i have a reflector friend uh, we went to yoga school together and when i think of her my heart sings so i don't know i don't know if that makes me really narcissistic mm-hmm. or i don't know how i <laughs> don't know how i get to see her and love her truly um but nonetheless, mm-hmm. there's yeah, there's there's love in my heart for her, very definitely. I, d- I don't know what more I can say. They're they're very open in nature. They can do very well in life. Uh, the reflectors I know tend to tend to find their way to communication positions or mm-hmm. therapists. Mhm, mhm. Yes, that probably would be a good uh, venue for yeah. them. Fascinating. Wow, Richard, this has been yeah. awesome. I really, I, I hope people are really getting something out of this. And in fact, this is, for me, this is encouraging me. I, I'm going to, uh, after we get off, we're going to talk about having you work with me with human design <laughs> some more again, because I've let it go. And I feel like I, I need some guidance in my life right now. So um, you're going to be it. <laughs> very happily, very happily. I mean, I've always felt an awesome connection with you, so uh, I'm sure that, uh, yeah, there's a reason. Let's see. Is there anything that you'd like to share that you haven't before we close? And I will also, uh, after you do that, we'll uh, talk about how people can get a hold of you, how they can get their chart done. Sure. The the biggest mistake I would say I made going into human design, so if, if, if your listeners find that they're, they're heading into that and they are oh, something sparked an interest. There's, there's so mm-hmm. much information and Ra, the originator makes it very clear. You, you know, you, there's only really two things you need. You need to know what's known as your strategy and your authority, which all that means is we've all got a, um, an intuition, you know, whether it's your gut instinct or trusting your heart or trusting your nose, everybody has that quality. There's somewhere inside of them where they can align to the life force, you know, where they can live their life. It's really mm-hmm. easy in human design. And I've done this. It's really easy to get lost in the details, get lost in. <laughs> oh, there's so much. It's, it can really be overwhelming. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so I would say to anybody who, yeah, this is, this is what I would like to, to leave anybody with. If you, if you look into it, however you find your way to it, I mean, however you find your way to it, I guess, is, is perfect and your journey is your journey. But don't, uh, tread lightly, maybe. 
don't feel like you have to learn it all instantly and you know ah oh, until i've learned it all i'm not going to be myself and ah oh, there's you know there's all this other extra no you don't you don't need to know all that just maybe find out your strategy your authority where it is you're supposed to be looking inside yourself for uh for your for your inner knowing and then once you have that play with it and that i would say not much more than that unless you're the type that needs to have all the details and that's not everybody no it's probably the yeah majority mm-hmm. don't because it, yeah it's very very easy to get lost and then <laughs> like me 16 years down the line and just just <laughs> resurfacing i'm just i'm just just now coming out from the yeah from the details ah fascinating i i really enjoyed delving into it and and doing people's charts and and uh helping them and i don't even know now i can't remember why i stopped but i've done so many things in my life where that's the case i i really get into it and then after a while it just feels like it's time to move on to something else for some reason so i I seem to be a gatherer (laughs) as opposed to stationary So how can people uh, get their chart done? How, if they wanted you to do it or how, how could they get a hold of you? How can you, how can you assist um, Well, I'll, I'll happily create their chart for them for free. Um, oh my yeah, goodness. yeah, that's, that's fine. I mean, it's just me here. I don't have an automated website, so you'll have to bear with me. It may not be, you know, what we're used to instantaneous result, but if you, if you bear with me, I'll, uh, I'll create your chart. I've got the software here and I'll, I'll send that through to you. Um, I have some audio links as well, so that will give you some intro information. What what I feel actually, and I and I said I was going to do this straight up, Janine. When I when I was thinking on this, how can I how can I serve people the best? The thing you need to know is your strategy and your authority. There might you might be interested in all the other stuff, channels and lines and gates and what centers have I got open and what's this relationship connection. If you come to my website and request a free chart, I'll send you an audio that tells you what your strategy and authority is. So straight away, you can you can go, and that's yeah for free. You can go away, you can practice it, and then that might draw you in deeper, and you might, oh, okay, I do need to know more. But then you're empowered with the information you need to go live your life as yourself. That's, yeah. Um, that is really an awesome offer for people. So if they want to delve deeper, then, you know, then that would be something you would charge. Yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. I have, I have bills to pay and a life to live. So obviously I need right. to, till I, <laughs> as my, till I win the lottery, I can't do it for free. So, um, yeah, of course I would, I would charge. Uh, but you know, again, if, uh, if money's going to be a barrier to you needing to know who you are, then talk to me, you know, we, we can work something out, but strategy and authority, anywhere you go in human design, they're going to tell you the same thing. Yo, do you know your strategy and authority? I don't see why people shouldn't know that for free other than they might not value it and they might not mm-hmm. use it. If I find that out, then I'll start charging for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that can be an issue. I found. Yeah. Very often when you offer something for free, people don't value yeah. it. Which is crazy, but, so how would people uh um so if you come to my website uh it's www.yourbornidentity.co.uk so yeah the word your y-o-u-r born b-o-r-n identity and that's co-uk.co.uk you'll find a a click through from there 
um, to actually I call them a, a DNA birth chart because I was playing with Richard Rudd's information as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and in the human design community, it can be a little bit purist. You're not allowed to combine it with anything else. And, and fair enough, you know, respect to, to Ra and the purity of the information. But that felt a bit restrictive to me. So I call it a DNA birth chart. You'll see that. Click through. Oh. And uh, yeah, there'll be a link. You can get a free chart. And I'll, I'll send you a strategy and authority audio as well. So you can go experiment and see, see what works for you. That's awesome. Thank you yeah. so much. So if I will also uh, at the podcast website, realjanine.com. And remember, Janine is J-A-N-E-A-N. -A -N. Kind of think of it like Jane Ann. I will have a link that you can click on so that you can go right to Richard's site. Oh, thank you so much, Richard. This has been a delight. And uh, it's, it, for me, it's been a wonderful, great review, which I really appreciate because it's, it's been a while for me. So, And I'm sure that our listeners will uh, get a lot out of it. And hopefully they'll take advantage of your, uh, of your kind offer because understanding yourself is... It, you can only benefit from that. Yeah, yeah, I, I have nothing more to say. <laughs> well, you know, and sometimes it knowing that, oh, this is this is inherently who I am and how I respond to the universe, and it, it's kind of like it gives you breathing room. It makes it it makes it be okay to be who that's, you are. Actually, that's a very very good point. Yeah, because you you relax about the fact that. Uh, I don't know. You're you're an investigator by nature. If we may share that, you have a, a first line personality. Mm -hmm. So so mm -hmm. it's important for you to just to feel stable in the world that you that you're allowed to investigate into things deeply. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a I'm a fourth line personality. What's known as a four six, a fourth line personality. It's important for me that my friends allow me to influence them a little bit. It might be annoying, but they they you know they give me a bit of leeway on that. And, it, mm -hmm. you know, and I know quite quickly, I can feel it. If I'm trying to influence someone, okay, have I got my timing wrong? Did they ask me? Is the, am I respecting the energy here? Or uh, now I can feel it with someone. Yeah, you, you, you just won't let me influence you. And it's no, no judgment on them and no judgment on me. Whereas before it would have been, you know, maybe I'd have been judging that person. No, no, mm -hmm. no, that, mm -hmm. that person and I aren't in resonance. There's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with me that I want to influence. Yeah, it goes, it goes deep. Um, I think we've, uh, it sounds kind of cheesy, but I think we've kind of scratched the surface. We've just given people a little, a little taste that it can go very, very deep. I think what we've talked about here gives, will give people enough of a, uh, as you said, a taste or a sense of what it's about to uh, to know whether it's something they would like to uh, investigate. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Great. Oh, thank you so much, Richard. It's I'll been wonderful. I'll thank you for your time. Okay, bye. bye. Thank you for listening. And thank you so much, Richard Scott, for sharing your wisdom and your expertise and sharing with us the ability for people to be able to get their DNA birth chart done. I know it's valuable from personal experience and I think you will find you will benefit too. The podcast website is realjanine.com once again where you can listen and download episodes. 
Sign up for the podcast bi-weekly blog newsletter that I write to keep up on new episodes. It's only twice a month. There'll be archives, new episodes, life updates, and always a yummy recipe. And once again, remember Janine is J-A-N-E-A-N. This podcast episode went a little bit longer than usual, but I think it was well worth it. There were a lot of benefits. So to subscribe to Keeping It Real with Janine, you can go to iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. I now have a Keeping It Real with Janine YouTube channel, and I'm creating video slideshows of all of my conversations. Go to YouTube and subscribe, please. Do you know someone who would benefit from my conversation with Richard Scott? I know you do. Please share the love. Thanks for listening. Take care and be well.